Hi and welcome to Detox Talks the Detox a podcast where we talk to some of the world's finest leaders about their detox rituals and how they maintain continuity in a world of noise and chaos how they make sure that the criticism that the world puts on them doesn't affect their insight and they still continue to perform as well as they do thanks for tuning in this is kanal chandirmani and you are listening to Detox Talks the Detox We have Ishan Das with us, the head of design at Noise. That's GoNoise.com. Noise is one of the most prominent, one of my personal favorite companies when it comes to audio and audio devices and even smart wearables. They've been great work at a grassroots level to create a lot of amazing technology that's really redefining the market. And it's great the way they've grown Noise and the way they continue to. Thank you so much for taking out the time and welcome to Detox. Um, thank you. for having me and thank you so much for the kind words they really motivate us to achieve what we're trying to achieve and we have a long way to go but yeah this stuff really helps on on the design side so as as the head of designer company that's growing at an unprecedented pace in the physical product segment in india design really has a detoxing effect very often what are your views on that about design in a lot of ways expressing more than any else can um i think there are two aspects to this uh, the first aspect is whenever someone creates something it results in a lot of satisfaction the fact that you thought of something and you created it and that is being appreciated or that is giving someone else joy that of course plays a big role in driving you towards success in any creative domain design art music dance anything creative even if you're making a film or uh, the other aspect that is closer to design compared to other creative fields is that as designers we're always pushed to look for problems and come up with solutions for them i think that is something that really stimulates you and it really satisfies your soul knowing that you can play a role in making someone's life a little better or easier talking more on the side of a company growing at such a pace culture is something that's really important being at an organization is there any certain elements which you've seen or which you've created and which you've endorsed which really helped you bring out the true elements of the business and the values within the business to keep it more sustainable i think right that's a difficult question to answer because especially in a country like india especially in a small bootstrap company or a small startup culture is a big talking point on one hand there's no hierarchy and things are flat and things are open but at the same time teams are very lean and ambitions are sky high right so we're always biting off more than we can chew and uh, every day becomes a battle with that so there are pros and cons to every environment in any environment some factors will free you and others will tie you down we face such things at noise as well we're a bootstrap company that's 5 years old we've grown really really fast in these 5 years but we're still bootstrap and uh, again no workplace is perfect but i know something that works for my team is that my team it has developed an us against the world kind of approach mm-hmm. the thing with design is things often get really subjective in terms of aesthetics or even the way we work it can be very different from other domains uh, the way we think and the way we execute it can be very different within my team all of us uh, are very very empathetic of that and you can say that all of us really take care of each other and all of us have each other's backs and wow. uh, i really appreciate that we have a really tight knit solidarity and uh, we're always there for each other whether it's about work or other stuff as well um, mm-hmm. so i think that culturally really has been working for me 
Right, so that's a very fast moving environment considering the pace at which you've grown. So in that case, in a fast moving environment, solidarity really does keep things together. On those lines, when building up empathy within people under you, has there been any certain experience that took you to that point where you felt as if, yes, this is the reason why empathy is all, this is the reason why solidarity as a factor is so important? Right. So this is my fourth job, I would say. And whenever I've worked under managers before, I have this habit. I always take mental notes of whenever I'm not happy about Mm -hmm. something, I try to think why it made me feel negative, a certain instance or a certain behavioral aspect or a certain action. And I always try to make notes thinking that, you know, I will not repeat this. When I am in such a position, I will avoid this scenario. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think such things have really helped me manage people. I know that negative reinforcement doesn't work well on me. Positive Mm -hmm. reinforcement does. So instead of calling out my flaw, if it's turned the other way around and it's just told to me differently, saying that I made a certain mistake and I can improve. I think that approach works Mm -hmm. much better with me. So I try to follow that approach as a manager myself. And secondly, another aspect is you really need to know the people you work with how they are as human beings, you really need to understand and get to know them basically. Because I mean, as Einstein said, a fish should not be judged by its ability to climb a tree. So every human being has different ways of thinking, different ways of working, different ways of reacting to statements. Even within the same team, when they're doing the same task, they'll respond differently. They'll execute differently. They'll think differently. So it's very important to figure out what works with whom. Uh, There are people in my team, they just need an arm around their shoulder and they can do wonders for you. There are other people who need a little motivation, a tiny kick up the backside and that'll work wonders. So in different moments, if you really know how a certain person is, you find out what they need at that particular moment. And that in turn is helping you and that's helping your company. I think a company, like the senior executives are so important because their values get reflected throughout an organization. Totally, 100%. Personality and values of the top management is always reflected in how a company functions. So on those lines, uh, something I've seen at multiple points is that there's this word I'm really obsessed with, epiphany because very often those certain moments they might be very small like I remember one of my largest epiphanies which shaped my entire way of thinking was was a very small moment which could have just gone unnoticed so any epiphanies which you'd like to share which really define you as a senior executive because when the values that come through you to everyone under you and everyone with you. The biggest epiphany I've had regarding my work life. So before this, uh, at the end of college, I worked with a startup and I had a lot of responsibilities. And again, it was ambitious work. We had 60 hour work weeks. We had working Saturdays, 60 hour work weeks. That was the minimum. It was either 60 Mm -hmm. or more. Uh, I'm not saying that was company policy, but it was just that much work. So there was no other way out. And I spent one year 
there and in that year as a designer a lot of responsibility a lot of a creation it really stimulates you and it's great it really motivates you all that responsibility but too much is never sustainable too much of anything and i mean we're all human beings we can't just keep working and stop doing everything else we need to eat well we need to sleep well even that affects our productivity and our workflows so 100%. in that period i really told myself that this is a situation i am going to avoid further on i very much realized that i need to not idolize my work and not devote my entire life to just work i need some kind of division between work life and the rest in that period when i was really not doing much outside of work i realized how much i need that as well so i think that was a big epiphany for me that there should be a clear division a b work should not be only thing that you live for there are other people there's other things you can do there should be something there should be a life outside those four walls talking a little bit more about about the pleasant noise about music for you so you're a musician and currently you're changing the way people listen to music so what's the element that goes in there again a very difficult question to answer because <laughs> music is so different for everyone some people listen to music only while working out for some people mm. it's only when they were commuting right now no one's commuting some people are actually passionate about finding new music and new artists and they'll spend half an hour before they sleep listening to some music some people are musicians like mm. myself for them it's entirely different and yet i have met a very few people who really don't care too much about music they don't <laughs> particularly enjoy listening to music and yeah music has no special place in their heart so i mean we're a massive country and massive populous and it's so different for everyone yeah i would say as a business that sells products that help you listen to music it's important to cater to as many uh, different demographics as possible even when it comes to just listening to music uh, you can tune a hearing device differently to produce sound differently and different demographics prefer different kinds of sound so it's important to give people an option or uh, some people like their music really bass heavy some people really like it balanced and they want every nuance in the track to be heard some people just like it very loud and as as long as it's really loud it's good enough for them so yeah it, it's all these differences that need to be catered so talking uh, taking a shift here into your personal life about music in your personal life so music is is one of the most uh, democratized forms of detoxing we all use it ever since we can we can remember all the way from early teens when you're irritated from something that's happening at home locking up a door and just playing music and music has an element to it so music in your personal life as a musician how has it helped you as a detox and how did you find it as a detox for you right so music has always held a very very special place in my life i'm a hindustani classical vocalist and later on i learned how to play the guitar much later on but i've been involved with music since i was very very young i think maybe 4 years old so it was never just about listening to music for me it was also about singing and of mm-hmm. course when you're a child you don't really know the science behind it you don't really know that listening to music or singing releases endorphins in your brain and that creates happiness excitement it soothes you or calms you depending on the kind of music of course you don't know that and only when i was in college i was exposed to this knowledge but yeah now i see how it works and um, i have this habit where whenever i'm working on something that doesn't involve research 
church or writing there's often music playing in the background and i'm often singing along i can see how that keeps me in a positive spirit and it helps my flow of work and secondly i would say even the words and the lyrics when it comes to songs uh, they have become very very important for me because as a teenager or as a kid whenever i would go through tough times there were certain songs that really felt relatable and uh, I guess that's the beauty of creating music where you as an artist you kind of pour your feelings your thoughts out into a song and then someone else at some other corner of the globe is listening to that and feeling like wow this person really gets me or this song is maybe it was yeah it really kind of talks about me and my life I think that's something just magical and i i remember there are there are a bunch of songs that have really helped me through tough times and just because it made me feel like there's someone else who uh, went through or felt something similar i mean some songs really become pillars on which you can lean and i find that it's amazing i think i'm just taking a back into times when music just like certain moments certain in fact for that matter epiphanies which just relate to a certain song and and you're spellbound by the fact and the moment that music associates to a lot of emotions within sometimes just one line from a song it goes beyond feelings and it really starts making you think differently any line as such which you would, which you would want to mention which was evident through your life there's one line by john mayer i really like and it's very simple it says there's no substitute for time and in that song he's talking about a breakup and when he says there's no substitute for time he's talking about healing but you can really take that line and apply it to everything that you do there's no substitute for time when it comes to healing or there's no substitute for time when you're creating something there's no substitute for time on your part to becoming who you're supposed to be or uh, anything important anything big it requires time and everyone has their own time uh, so yeah mm. that line really resonated with me another line yeah there's a song called dare you to move by switchfoot and it has a really nice couple of lines it says between who you are and who you could be between how it is and how it should be and uh, you're always stuck between these two lines all your life because you're you're constantly striving for something right uh, you constantly have a goal you're con- constantly moving towards something and once you reach that something you have another three goals you know whether it's fitness whether it's work whether it's a hobby or whether it's a personal relationship or everything going together you're always improving something about you or your relationships or your work constantly so you're in between these two lines or uh, 24/7 365 wow I I think music is philosophy in a lot of ways it's it's philosophy so what doesn't kill you makes you stronger i've been obsessed with that line yeah, for years yeah. apart from that you were talking earlier about the balance between your personal life and your work life so when you establish that balance and very often given that we live in an unidealistic world everything is so dynamic that it's almost impossible to define it in a certain way and because of the fact that you cannot define it in a certain way very often when you plan a day in a certain way there is something that doesn't go exactly as per your plan how do you still make sure that your balance that the that the balance or the division that you kept in mind still stays there right so i have faced this 
problem or this question personally yeah it has troubled me very often to tell you a story when my when i was at the end of my design degree i had this epiphany that i am going to work on my own music and i'll always be dissatisfied and incomplete without doing that so i decided to start that journey and every year uh whenever my birthday comes this started at the end of 2016 uh my birthday is on the 2nd of feb on the 2nd of feb 2017 i told myself next year by my next birthday i'll have a song out on the next birthday i told myself okay uh you started out a year went by by your next birthday you'll have a song out and that's been going on ever since and it's not like i'm not working on music i'm doing it but as i said things take their own time and with a job a full time job and with other responsibilities and commitments it becomes that much harder first of all i think everyone needs to accept that life can't be planned life just happens and there are things that are not under your control completely and it's okay to miss a deadline you've set for yourself personally mm. it's it's completely fine and it's taking time because it's important and that time is needed and your moment is it's coming the important thing is to do it well instead of uh, hurrying it up so i think that acceptance is very important and once you truly accept that i don't think things like why wasn't i able to do it in that frame of time or why is this taking so long such questions don't bite at you that much because you know that this is about really going after what your heart wants and you need to put in all those ingredients the required ingredients so when do we get to hear your first music uh definitely by my next birthday <laughs> no i'm i'm joking i'm joking definitely in uh, the next two months wow so whenever it's out send it by we'll add it to a newsletter of course yeah i'll do that perfectionism it's something i've been obsessed for and it's delayed almost everything that i told myself that this in fact everything that i decided that this is something that cannot be delayed but is really important i used to fall into this dilemma of perfectionism that it needs to be perfect or it it or it's not worth being there and i i think that's when i can really relate to what you're talking about getting delayed continuously how do you feel is the point on dealing with that burden we put on ourselves that needs to be perfect i think this discussion is going in a direction that's diametrically opposite to the last one but yeah i think all of us fall in this dilemma kind of trap and mm-hmm. especially when we're doing something that's really close to us and really important to us we really think uh, it has to be perfect and yeah again i face that with all of my work i face that uh, with my music as well i'm quite hard on myself i would say and yeah i'm really not satisfied easily with what i'm doing um uh, and that often becomes an obstacle but this is something working professionally has made me see especially at noise at noise this entire industry of bluetooth audio device and smart wearables this entire industry is so quick every quarter or every 6 months there's a change in technology and there's a new latest feature that everyone wants and every couple of months some strong brand is bringing out their new device and speed is the only option especially because we are a homegrown uh, bootstrap brand it's not easy for us to do things not easy but it's not really feasible for us to go about it slowly we need to compete and we need to be on our toes and we need to 
bring in the latest technology as quickly as we can of course that takes perfectionism head on and you're always asking yourself what's the point of doing it if it's all rushed and not done with the proper process but it's very important to look at the big picture when you're doing something really small and you really need to ask yourself okay if i think i need to spend an extra x hours on this what's the impact the desired effect i want through this extra x hours is that effect going to overshadow the damage or uh, spending extra time will cause and you really you need to look at the holistic picture and you really need to weigh them out and of course it's it's very contextual i don't think there's any hard and fast rule to go about this but it really depends on what you're working on and your particular context in that moment but being in this business and in this company i think it has really started making me think uh, more practically anyone involved in the creative domain they often have a very idealistic approach and uh, the process is very important and really communicating what your mind thought or came up with that is very very important to anyone creative but yeah i think now i i really realize that it is a balance between practicality and idealism there is always a balance between you know uh, looking the best and also uh, generating business so i think in your context you really need to weigh these two out and make a decision keeping the holistic picture in mind i would like to add one thing please go on i really value people a lot in my life and uh, whenever i've been in trouble people in my life have really come around and uh, helped mm. me any kind of trouble any kind of problem or even when it's nothing to do with troubles it was if it's just having a good time or spending <laughs> time with someone you've uh, really been helpful um so when uh, people do things to detox uh, i don't have certain traditional ways of detoxing say meditation or uh, deep breathing or using headspace or uh, nothing of the sort but i think spending time with loved ones or even just speaking to them that really helps me put things in perspective and it really keeps me sane and in this lockdown we randomly started working out together on zoom a small bunch of us and that has really really helped because i'm doing it with my friends so i get to catch up with them every day i get to see their face uh, and we have our own banter and whatever fun we can have in that small time apart from that i've never been a workout person i've never religiously regularly exercised but this this one hour of exercising every day it's become the favorite part of my day and i just get through my day waiting for that to happen in the evening so i think just this small activity has really really given me so many benefits i think empathy and emotional intelligence and and the fact of not looking at people just as assets within an organization but as as people is something that really come out we also bootstrap case star in from 2016 on, onwards people are what what make the business the business is not what give people a meaning and yep. yeah it, it, those lines are so deep because and and it's wonderful because it in the 21st century they become so evident we've come through an era of capitalism where people got their meaning from what company they worked at but now it's the company that gets meaning from the people that work in the company a company is just its people so yeah empathy and people really they they're more valuable than we can ever credit them for
above us, with us, below us, or moreover, like companies abuse the word family overall. And it's been for decades. They call themselves a family, but the values never get through. And I think that's what's changing in the 21st century. Companies are becoming families. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I, I don't think it's necessary to really take that word literally, but I think it's all about understanding each other. And yes, empathy is is very, very important. Just understand what all of us are doing, the kind of problems we face, uh, the kind of approach we have when it comes to working. I think, yeah, that's enough. Um, And another interesting thing COVID has taught us is there are many people in a company, the company takes for granted. People who are not the top management, people who are the true workforce in the machine. And uh, because they couldn't uh, step out of their homes, uh, lots of businesses floundered. Uh, So I think... Who's important in a company and who's not? I think that's much grayer than we thought. We as human beings very often, I guess, need such situations to realize small things that we always should know, like washing hands, for example. So yeah, that's that's true because in the 21st century, even with design thinking, I've seen how how much empathy gets highlighted and how much people are the organization. That's the correct form. Yeah, empathy uh, is the biggest ingredient in the design process. Without empathy, you cannot design because you're always designing for someone else and you need to understand that person in and out let's move on to the rapid fire round so this is my favorite part so this is basically quick questions which you have to answer within the first few seconds moment you come to the last syllable you move on to the next your favorite rap singer eminem kanye west or drake kanye your favorite classical singer Koshiki Chakravarti. mountains or beaches beaches if you woke up in 2050 what is the first thing you'd want to google is time travel possible now? Uh, if you woke up in 2030, what is the first thing you would want to Google? So my uh, music alias is Indus and I'd Google Indus and see if they're popular. Indian music or Western music? Oh man, I really can't answer that. <laughs> I really can't answer that. Okay. Uh, your favorite product which you've created noise? Shorts XO. It's a okay. wireless pair of earphones. Your favorite detox drink? I would say two-thirds beer and one-third ginger ale. Favorite book? Uh, Jonathan Livingston Seagull by Richard Back. Singing or songwriting? Tough for a singer-songwriter to answer that. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, if I had to give up I, one of them, I would give up songwriting. Gut or mind? Gut. Biggest fear? My biggest fear, and sometimes I have dreams about this, my biggest fear is that I do something really terrible that alienates me from all of my friends. Taylor Swift or Katy Perry? Uh, I think Katy Perry is a better vocalist, yeah. Ed Sheeran or Shawn Mendes? Ed Sheeran. If you had to listen to one single track continuously on loop without changing it for the next five years and still not get bored with it, what track would you choose? You know that's a way of torturing people, right? Um, one track, man. This is, this is really hot. I, I think uh, Slow Dancing in a Burning Room by John Mayer. The first place you'd want to visit when everything gets normal. I had a trip to Europe planned uh, this year, which got canned because of COVID. Um, so yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to go on that. You just heard an episode on the Detox Podcast. Do not forget to subscribe on your favorite streaming platform whether it is Spotify or iTunes. We are there.